and welcome to The Strangest Gig, nominated Best Music Podcast by the Dallas Observer. Pretty cool. It's the podcast where we hear all the true tales about the weird, wild, strange, terrible, and or amazing gigs we have to take in order to make it as freelance and gigging musicians. I'm your host, Chris J. Norwood. On the podcast with us today is Mark Solomon and Amy Kernow. Mark and Amy's band is called The Charming Gardeners. They also run the music school Zound Sounds here in Dallas. They have a lot of fun stories, so let's jump right in. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you. You out there listening to this. As I said in the open, we were nominated Best Music Podcast by the Dallas Observer, and it's all thanks to you. I greatly appreciate your uh, your support. And if you want to tell a friend, I'd also appreciate that. It's helped spread the good word about the Strangest Gig podcast. We've got a lot of fun stuff, and a lot of good goals for next year, and, uh, and we need your support. And I appreciate it. Also, if you're a fan of my music, if you're a fan of my new band, Chris Jane Norwood and the Knockdown Dragout, we got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of fun stuff coming up. This week, our first official single, title track from the album, comes out November 17th. Please be sure to check that out on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you get good music. Be sure to uh, favorite us, heart us, like us, whatever it is on Spotify. That, that really goes a long way to helping us get uh, some good playlist placements and that sort of thing. And then here's an exclusive. On November 15th, we are announcing a release show that will be February 9th at the glorious Kessler Theater in Oak Cliff, best venue in Dallas. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Please be sure to get your tickets. Come out and support the band. Come see us. It's going to be one hell of a night. The Rosemont Kings are going to be playing. Kirk Thurman's going to be playing. And then uh, Chris J. Norwood and the Knockdown Dragout will be celebrating the release of our debut album, February 9th at the Kessler. Now, Mark Solomon and Amy Curnow have been playing in Dallas bands for a long time. You may recognize them from the Charming Gardeners, Shanghai Five, a whole host of other bands. They have also been teaching the next generation of great rock musicians with their music school, Zound Sounds. Zound Sounds has an anniversary coming up, and we get into that a little bit. As well as some other really great stories, including one involving the late Rick James. So here we go. Cool. Well, Mark, Amy, thank you all so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Hi. This will be a lot of fun. Um... Let's just jump right in, if y'all are cool with it. Let's um, tell me about now about your current gig. Um, I know y'all have got some things y'all are promoting, and you've got some some fun stuff coming up. So let's talk about that, and then maybe we'll get into a little bit of your backstory, y'all's bio, that sort of thing. Cool. Um, well, I'm Mark Solomon. And I'm Amy Kernow. And we own the Sound Sound School of Music, and we have been teaching people how to play music for 18 years. And we have a band called the Charming Gardeners. And we're also a couple and have a cool little daughter named Bixby. That's cool. Um, so that's, I love that that's, name. I love it. such a cute name. That's what we got going. Thank you. That's our little life in a nutshell. That's yeah. your life, yeah. So, um, so that's, what, that's, that's what's going. That's what drives everything, those, yeah. those things. But... Um, so right now we are, we have, in the last year, we've, we finally opened up a new studio because during the pandemic we closed down our studio. And Did y'all then, have to close down completely? No, we actually were very fortunate during the pandemic 
Could you like? We were also very top. diligent. Yeah, you know, we were, and and our and that's and, our life. Yeah, our livelihood. Yeah. So we, and had we work to with pivot. families, you know, and so it worked on two levels really, where where you know the the parents didn't want their kids giving things up because there was hardly right. anything to do. They anyway. didn't want them just sitting at home doing nothing. Right, and then um, and then they were also super, you know, empathetic to our situation yeah. because everybody was like, you know, they didn't want to cut off. They knew it was our money line. They knew it's how we made yeah. money and, and stuff like that. And um, and so as as we figured out how to do it, you know, first Amy was like, I don't know, I'm teach singing, you know, virtually. And I was like, well, nobody's leaving. So that's the plus. Gotta yeah. Figure it so out. we got to figure it out. <laughs> you know? And uh, it actually went great. It went really well and as smooth as could be expected. Mm -hmm. There was my an wife, element to life slowing down I kind of liked, but, yeah. but we, there was no point in keeping our studio on Garland Road. Yeah, I'm paying rent and all that shit. Yeah, yeah and our landlord space. was super cool. Like, I called him the day before the pandemic when we knew everything was mm -hmm. going to shut down the next day. Right, like, yeah, I yeah. think it was March 13th Gosh. or something, March 12th or something like that. And I remember calling him that day before. I'm like, we'll go move right now because... Mm -hmm. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be in business. We we work yeah. with kids, you know. And he was just like, ah. He oh, was man, real that's cool. Great. And then we got through into the summer, and it was finally like okay. And so we'd moved everything out of our studio, and like for two years, basically, our house was everything. And then as things opened up, we moved the business into the backyard. It was super cool. We had like bands playing in our backyard Fun. all the time. Our neighbors, yeah, were awesome. they were really cool about it. Yeah, my wife while. taught uh, taught piano for a long time. She started right before the pandemic, and so just like you said, trying to teach virtually anything virtually yeah. is so tough. Let alone a musical instrument, which is so tactile. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and we lost the whole can't, you can play with them anymore. Right. Yeah. Which that's a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, well, and especially to y'all's model, which is so like collaboratively yes, based. It it's yeah. all about the playing together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but we came through it. Nicely, and then we had friends out there in the creative world who had spaces that they were struggling with what to do with, and we needed when it, we needed to get out of the backyard. And, yeah, and and, and so we went to <laughs> Yam Trey Johnson yeah. and Jen Johnson's yoga studio, and we were able to get the kids you know six feet apart, and we all masked up and we rocked out. And we eventually found this black box theater, this great place called East Dallas Arts, still mm -hmm. there. And they were a nonprofit and, you know, looking for what to do with their space because they were unable to really use it. And so that was another place we worked. And then it was just like the school was blowing up. And then we had 15 kids get into Booker T two years, two years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. And... And that just created this like chain reaction and renaissance for the school. And great. we were still teaching out of the house at that point because we didn't have a studio mm -hmm. and, and, and these black box things. Uh, and then like one day I looked out in our yard and they were like, what would normally be our lobby? Mm -hmm. And it was just like all these kids <laughs> sitting in our front, in front yard, yard hanging out. That's great. And I was like, you know, and, and, and I'd seen that, you know, I, I knew what was happening and I was like, we got to find this a time. Studio. Yeah, we got to find a seat. And we l found uh, this place on Shoreview right across from Studio Arts. So it's got this really cool like art corridor of yeah. Lake Highlands. And uh, and it's just been wonderful. We That's got the great. whole building. We had neighbors for the first year, but 
Um, they didn't love us. For some reason, they didn't like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't so, like the loud. Yeah. So, and um, and 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 so we've been in this building for a for a year now, and we keep talking about doing a grand opening. But then we always we always knew we wanted to do this anniversary mm-hmm. thing, like something to say, hey, we yeah, look at us, we've survived. And we really started talking about it before the pandemic. Oh wow! At fifteen years. Yeah. And then. We came out of it, and it was just like we moved in this building. I was like, you know, things are really blown yeah. up. This would be the time Now's to do it. We're eighteen years old. It's perfect. Sound sounds old enough to vote. You know, <laughs> right. like let's. Let, and so I started calling everybody. Old enough to uh, move out of your parents' house and right? yeah, not go to college. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I started calling like all the the kids. You can't see me doing air quotes on a podcast, but um, and they're not kids anymore, and. Uh, and tons of them are like coming home and we're putting on That's this great. big reunion show and at the Granada and uh and it's and, and it's just a great way to like be like hey we're still here cuz so we we got a sign recently which sounds sounds never really had a sign yeah. and, and it was like and so people have been driving by and like I went to Sound Sounds. I'm so glad, you know, that you're still there. That's I great. saw your sign, you know. How many kids have y'all counted up? How many kids y'all have actually have in the 18 the years? The years? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Too many to count. <laughs> and at, at, at one point, we had two locations and 14 teachers. Yeah. So, um, and it is all recorded, actually. Yeah, but, somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, so, but could you imagine being in a 14-piece band? Well, you, yeah. You are in a soul band now, so. But, yeah. We got a lot of people in our band. Yeah, it's, it's a but lot. you know what I mean. It's like it's also expensive. <laughs> as y'all know. It's like having yeah. it. so, and that that got pretty crazy. Yeah, I bet. You know, so. Um, so. So what's the plan for the anniversary show? You, you've got kids that are coming back. So kids that it, are it, thirty. It, it, thirty. Yeah, yeah. Kids, it, yeah. It, it's gonna open up like a normal sound show, like the kids that are mm. there now doing it, and um and and so they'll open the show and it'll be kind of normal for the beginning mm-hmm. and um and then it'll and then it'll kind of be like the i don't know like the the, the taylor hawkins tribute thing that the foo fighters did or maybe yeah, yeah. more like the taylor swift eras perfect because yeah. we're gonna just start going kind of back through the eras, Sound, of the, and, eras. And, and, and it's, and it's gonna get older but we're also mixing in some of the some of the new awesome talent yeah to play with the old people and stuff like it's that. Alumni. 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 Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. But, um, old people. But um, some, some, some great people. And then oh, teachers, too, like um, Chris Holt and Chad Stockslider. Oh, fun. Both a part of it. And um, Eric Neal and Gerald Irigori and Brian Wakeland. But he's, he's a current teacher. And okay, Kaylee yeah. Wolf. So... That is like you know we're we're real fortunate that we kind of have Dallas royalty that's, that's gone through their teaching you know and uh, and that we're all still real close and stuff that's like great. that so um, so th- there's that but then like um, there's a kid named Max Garrell um, he's pushing thirty yeah um, and he's a, he's a, he's doing really well in the jazz world he plays with Art- Arturo Sandoval and he has a Max Garrell trio, and he also just did a um, solo jazz or not solo bass um, okay. record produced by Stanley Clark. Wow! Um, yeah. So he's and he's he's gonna do his th- he's gonna pl- be playing all night, but he's gonna pl- play with his jazz, um, 
It's a fusion. Yeah, but I think he said it was a trio mm-hmm. that was going to play. Okay. Does he play bass? He plays bass he plays for bass. for Arturo Sandoval. Yeah, and then a couple of the great. guy the guys from uh, <clears throat> Acid Carousel, which is not together anymore. Right. But John and Gus, they're supposed to be here, but I don't really know what they're doing. And in a lot of cases too, when I've been like, "Hey, bring your band," people have been like, "I really want to go down south. I just want to come back and." work up tunes with like people that yeah. I used to play with when I was a kid or that that's I never got to play with because they were older than me. Or, yeah. And really cool stuff like that. So that's super there's cool. an element of the show that we're not totally sure what's going down yet. So, <laughs> we're still working on it. You know, all because, because everybody, they're going to get here like that weekend prior and we're going to, everybody's coming to Zounds. Work it out. And, That'll be fun. And that's, that's really one of the most exciting parts of the reunion. That's where a lot of the reunion is going to happen. Sure, yeah. Know? And then the, the gig's going to be like the party. And when is it? Friday? No, it's Tuesday prior to Thanksgiving. Tuesday November 21st. You know, because that way, because we have a lot of people coming in coming from out of town, so we Perfect, wanted to yeah. make it like, you know, they're coming home, they can hang with their families yeah, and stuff like that. that'll be great. It's going to be amazing. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. You're on the list. Oh, well, great. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be there. If I can, yeah. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. It's Such really an eclectic mix. Like, it is, actually yeah. going to have some people, a couple people singing opera, you know, some That's country, cool, yeah. some jazz, you know, just yeah. all different a lot kinds of, of A lot of um, a lot of people that are songwriters and don't have a band or can't bring their band. So, like, we're going to have this house band that's going to have, you know, the basic core will be people that live in Dallas so we can get it rehearsed. Yeah. But, but then there's going to be people floating in and out of it that, that live other places and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. If and then some... those singers will mm-hmm. change out. Right. And then there's a couple couple bands that are going to be come playing. Into That's so cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be... That's so cool. Real cool. And and that, I really wanted to go scoreboard. You know, like I like a lot of them were... There was very little ego involved. Yeah. And um, and I when I was like, I, I want you to play your stuff, they'd be like, oh, so we're not going to, like, play... Like a Van Halen song, or yeah. Something. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, we could, we can, but, but I really want you to kind of show off. You know, sure. it's like it's amazing all the now. music that's come out of of our place. Yeah, and that's. I mean, there's a direct so line from their success to what y'all instilled in them from the beginning. So that's yeah. I, I was telling Maureen the other day that you know I've been like living in goosebumps. You know, <laughs> like talking to them and stuff like that. That's there's cool. also been some real manic moments through it all, like yeah. you know finding out like. There's this one kiddo who, like, really, I, you could practically say, helped me build the business because mm-hmm. people heard about him, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and his name's Ben Littlejohn, and he plays bass for Howdy, and he's a mm-hmm. producer, um, and he's, you know, he's been real successful. Yeah. And, and he's just an awesome musician and a great dude. And he's in the middle of producing a record right now. Super he just busy. Can't yeah, he just it. can't break away. And yeah. it's just like, oh. <laughs> Yes. But but other than that, yeah, he's super busy cool. doing music. Yeah, he's doing yeah, the thing he's that he's set exactly, out to do. Exactly what. That's great. Well, tell me about. Let's talk about Charming Gardeners now. And um, how long have y'all been doing Charming Gardeners? And then is that how y'all met and got together? Or um... <laughs> well, you want to tell how we got. Actually, we actually met because um, I was bartending in Deep Ellum mm-hmm. and um, at Elm Street Bar, and one of my friends and regulars was um, Rob Schumacher, who was in yeah. Ghoul Town mm-hmm. and some other bands. And um, he taught drums at Zounds, and he found out I had a master's degree in voice. And he yeah. was like, uh, "He was in a bed with my wife at the time." Oh yeah, that's right. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and he was like, "What?" Well, 
you need to come to Sound Sounds because we're looking for a voice teacher and yeah. you need to meet Mark Solomon. And so I just, I went down there one day and happened to be during the day and he was there, which is kind of rare, um, teaching. And so I walked in and met. And the address. And, yeah. The address was 1203, which is my birthday. So I was like, ah, it's kismet. Oh! Yeah, you know, it's kismet. Like, <laughs> the whole thing. So it was, it was like kind of meant to be, I guess. She can but, teach you to do that, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That wasn't a great example. Um, yeah, so I, we met then, and um, I ended up teaching for a little bit, and then I had to move away for a little bit. Yeah. And so I moved to Oklahoma City for like six months and came back. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back, the band I was singing in at the time um, was Shanghai Five, and um, we were doing stuff, so I was going back and forth all the time. And then um, I got asked to sing at a roller derby. I wow. got to. I asked. To, I got asked to sing the national anthem at a roller derby thing. <laughs> roller derby was really big at that time. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and so, Children of the Grave, a Zounds band, just happened to be playing there. They are playing there. at the reunion. Oh, great. Yeah, they they were playing at the. I don't know how. The singer was, or is now Ava from Starfruit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob was big with that band too. He yeah. Was one, he was the instructor of that yeah, band. And so. Yeah. Yeah, and so then he saw that I was in town, and then he's like. I had polyps. I had gotten polyps. Yeah. I had to like quit teaching, quit singing, wow. like just quit making yeah. noise. And um, so I saw her do that. And I was like, hey, you're back. I'm writing all this music and I need somebody to sing. You want to sing? And she was like, yeah. So, so that's where the band formed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and we need a teacher again. If you're actually back, why don't you come teach yeah. at the school? So over the course of the next, so that's about... 2008 or something. Yeah, and that's when yeah. that's when we started writing songs together and you know getting towards forming a band. And of course we did it with the teachers <clears throat> at Sounds. Sounds. Yeah. And um really the only, it's still the same band from the that it was from the beginning except for the bass player. And it's always been a Sounds teacher that was that's <laughs> like the bass Sounds bass teacher has <laughs> yeah. always been our bass player pretty much. And it, um except for like when Max Garrell sits in. Yeah. And um and so then where where was I? Two thousand ten. So I think yeah, we, we so did our basically first recording. did our first recording and it was for the Zounds sounds. So that's when we formed our charity, Way mm -hmm. Into Music. So we so what we did is we made a record that the kids wrote. Wow, yeah. You know, like they wrote their own tunes and then oh we should have brought you one up. I have to send it to you. Oh yeah, And then do. um and then the and then we went to all the teachers and said, hey, what you got, you know, you got anything in the can or you want to record something for the, because we have a little studio at Zounds, mm -hmm. you know, and we're going to make a student and a teacher record. And um, and we did that. And that's how we kind of got the charity, you know, the first little fundraiser yeah. to get it off the ground and stuff like that. And, um, and, and out of that, we formed our band. That was like our first recording. Yeah. And that was 2009 mm -hmm. by the time that oh, yeah. thing came out. And... Uh, and so, really, ever since then, we've just been gigging and just Playing keeping music it going. And and music. And, yeah. What's it like? What's it like? You know, performing with your spouse. My wife and I sing a lot together as well. It's it's equally fun and amazing, and also sometimes frustrating. Frustrating, yeah. <laughs> you Rehearsal, said it. You rehearsals said it. a little more difficult. Yes, for sure. But gigs are gigs are gigs are cool. fun. Yeah, we've been doing this for so long, and and we were actually not romantically involved first, and so we had a helps. working yeah. relationship before any of that ever happened, right. and so it was like, I don't know, it was not, and, not and, a and, thing. And, and, yeah. and a lot, uh, and like nobody, even when we 
became a thing nobody knew for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, but but it was... And plus we were all, you know, in divorce and stuff like that. It was all weird. We didn't want to... Yeah. Neither one of us were ready to get into relationships or anything like that, you know. And, and uh, But when it happened, it happened. That's great. <laughs> and, um, and then... Uh, and then the gigs got stranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But um, so, so there, so there's that, and um, yeah. Well, then tell me, um, Amy, I, I tell me about your background in music and kind of how you got started. So I know the Kernow name because my wife was a band director. Oh, okay. And well, I was yeah, in yeah. band all the way through. And I know your dad, James Kernow, I played a million of his yep. pieces. That's my dad, yeah. Um, it's Kernow, by the way. Kernow, uh-huh. sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I've been doing that my whole life, you know. I'm sure, we, yeah. We've been doing that forever. So, but it's, yeah, you don't pronounce the W, so just FYI. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah, my dad's a composer. He, um has written thousands of pieces probably. Yeah. You know, if you go to the UIL prescribed list, yeah. his, his name comes up. We have, He had a publishing company for a long time and stuff too. So I was basically born into born it. Born into it, yeah. I yeah. call him Mick Jagger for band geeks. He absolutely <laughs> is, yeah. So that's fun. I'd never heard of him. Yeah. That's fun because, you know, when you, you, you the people that are that do know who he is, it's yeah. like it, yeah. they're like kind of in awe of him. Sure. But he's my dad. So it's, But he's super sweet and humble and... You know, that's one of the things he really instilled in me as a, as he knew that I was going into music mm-hmm. from a young age. I mean, they knew I could match pitch when I was like 18 months old. So. Right. And then he started me in piano and all that stuff. But um, he was always just, he was said, uh, be humble and easy to work with. Yeah. And that's him do a T too, you know. So did you, was there ever a thought for you to go kind of that band route or were you, was that never really? Well, I didn't. I feel like I didn't really have much of a choice, but you know, I had to. I was playing trumpet like in third grade, right? And so I played trumpet all the way and cornet also. Yeah. Um, Your Salvation I, Army. I grew up going to the Salvation Army as my church, and so we had cool. we had a band yeah. in our church as well, and so I was playing trumpet all the time. But we were also very involved in choir and things like that. So right. I was singing the whole way sure. through, always, always, always singing, um, and I just didn't love playing trumpet. And so um, when I decided to go to college for voice, they're like, you can't play trumpet and do this at the same time because yeah. it's basically the antithesis of everything you're doing as a singer is trying to relax all everything, all the okay, face yeah. muscles and that muscles in your throat. It's like the antithesis of that is trumpet because right. you're tensing everything up for that. I played, right? so. That's what I played was trumpet all, oh, all through college. Yeah, so you know. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh, yay, thanks. I can finally quit. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me good reason. Yeah, so that's that. And so I ended up going to college and, and – uh, I got my bachelor's and master's in voice and didn't really want to do opera yeah. after all of that. I was just, I don't know, I just wanted to keep studying my craft, really. Yeah. And I was singing in bands the whole time as well um, and uh, just getting performance, you know. Yeah. Uh, ready? Yeah, yeah. Everything I was doing was getting me ready for just performing all the time. This, yeah. All different kinds of music as well, but really uh, opera heavy and classical music heavy, mm. all, heavy all through college and okay. grad school. And then when I finished grad school, I moved this way and ended up. That's when I started bartending and rating, waiting tables and stuff. Because yeah. I and then uh, singing and finding my way in the music scene here in Dallas too, and meeting um, people like Bill Longhorse and Greg Prickett. Right. Um, Bill Longhorse was um, in 
what, 66 and all kinds of stuff. I wouldn't hear when you... <laughs> yeah. Um, that was when I was gone. Uh, yeah, that's, well, you're getting back around that same time, too. Yeah, well, Mark, tell us about your kind of background, how you kind of got started in music and... Um, I grew up mostly here in Dallas. Yeah. Um, although when I was a little kid, I was in New York, and and so um, so the Tom Jones show that was big. Yeah. Okay. And so that was the big like I've this is all I ever wanted to do. Right. That's that was ever it. I want I thought I could grow up and be Tom Jones. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then for, you know from there whatever the Osmond Brothers Kiss Van Halen I had that kind of New York vibe and I we moved to Texas, and um, and you know I was just a little rock and roll rat. Yeah. And I went to Booker T. And um, what were your years there? Uh, 82 to 86. Okay. And then, um, and then I, I, I'm, I, you know, it was the time of like, you know, Eddie Van Halen and all these virtuoso mm-hmm. yeah. hot shit guitar players and stuff. <laughs> and I wanted to be that. But, um, but I always made up catchy songs. Like that yeah. was, you know, and that's why I liked Van Halen so much. Cause even though he was like total shredder dude, it's like they, Ultimately, it just had great songs. Yeah, and um, and so uh, so I went to Booker T. Pretty much learned everything I I knew musically. You know, I know musically. You know, as far as being educated in a classroom setting was there. Yeah, and then when I graduated, um, I I didn't go to college, and I just went to work playing music. Playing, yeah. You know, booked a tour for the band I was in. I was in a band um, called Zane Gray which was kind of this weird sort of like, almost like, I'm a really big baseball fan, so like, the, it's a great day. So it's a good day. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, We're all the, of us. Uh, the, it was kind of like this, I, I always saw it as like minor league, you know, double A. Yeah. And, 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 and it was like, uh, maybe true. But they, uh, the, like the people that went through that band, mm-hmm. was it was like uh, the guys that, um, the guy that was the the singer songwriter guy is is this guy named Chris Lindsay and he um, is now um, a Nashville songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's married to the lady. He's written some really successful songs, but he's he's married to the lady too that wrote um, that Jesus Take the Wheel. Oh. Which there's a great thing on songwriting about all the different people that take credit for writing that song. But anyway, yeah. he's a super <laughs> successful songwriter, and he was a lot older than me, and he took me under his wing, and that was super cool. Yeah, and um, and um, and then like the the guys from Ten Hands were in that band. Yeah, they were on Star Search before I was in the band. So it was like real weird getting in this band, mm-hmm. but you know, a really great learning experience. And then, like I said, they were a lot older. And then that band broke up, and it was like, okay, it's time to move to Austin because yeah. that's what you do. That's what you and, do, you know. And then I moved to Austin. I formed this band called the Clowns, uh-huh. and um, and it was fun. We, you know, it was really the day of kind of like you know the jam bands and stuff. So yeah. like Dallas was not the spot for me, and I wanted to rock. Mm-hmm. And um, but I got there, and it, it, you know, we found our we found our niche. It was cool. Um, but uh, even after a while, you know, it was kind of like okay, do people do straight ahead rock and roll? We yeah. were very much in that kind of midwesterny kind of vibe. I was pretty influenced by the replacements and that yeah. whole Minneapolis sound, mm-hmm. and um, and then uh, so so basically, you know, one day we're playing a gig. Oh, this was a kind of a strange gig, I guess. We're playing a gig <laughs> at the Continental Club, and this guy walks over to me, and he said, "Hey, my name's Eddie," and I'm like, "Eddie Munoz from the Plimsolls," and he was like, "Yeah." He goes, I love your band. Can I join your band? Wow. And I was like, and I loved the Plimsolls. Yeah. 
And um, and I was just like, yeah, sure. So, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. like, the, like, like the next day, Eddie Munoz was in our Wow, band. that's great. And he convinced us yeah, after a few months that we needed to move to L.A. Like, yeah. That we were in the wrong spot. Uh-huh. And he wanted to go back to L.A. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was like, and, you know, now that I'm in this band, you know, we should go there. Yeah. And um, we moved there. He actually didn't stay in our band once we got there. It was kind of funny. <laughs> and it, um, uh, but uh, but when I got there, um, I, the clowns stayed around for a while, and um, we eventually broke up. And at that time, like I started crossing paths with Tommy Stinson. Wow. Well, yeah. And um, and that was weird because yeah, they were kind of my favorite band. Yeah. You know, and uh, and the next thing I knew, I, I had become good buddies with with Brian Baker um and 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 Brian was uh he was in like minor threat yeah and, and so and he kind of really started like introducing introducing me to the cool crowd yeah you know and um and so he introduced me to Tommy and that's how we wound up meeting and he actually <clears throat> we both tried out for I, I tried out for Bash and Pop and then he decided that he would take the gig like <laughs> not in an ugly way yeah. or whatever you know just like pedigree and whatever sure and and then so but then but but he kind of championed me mm-hmm. so like you know it was a real cool thing so it was like oh brian baker says we should call you and so that's kind of how my career sort of and then yeah. brian left bash and pop to join um well, who's he bad religion yeah and 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 then tommy was just like hey you want to form a band and yeah. he broke up bash and pop and was like let's just form a, a, new, a band. new band and so then, you know, I spent the next couple of years in, in a band with Tom. Tommy Stinson. We were called Perfect. And that, you know, by and large, being in a band with a, a replacement makes yeah. for some strange things. Absolutely. Let's get into some of those. Let's, uh, let me, <laughs> let, tell, tell me about the strangest gig you've ever played, either together, apart, with Zound Sounds, whatever that means to y'all. Um... Well, it works, I guess, on different levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, we you were talking take, we were talking about that, yeah. like, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure as people do, you know, what are we going to talk about when we <laughs> get there? And um, I was saying, you know, in the spirit of, like, you know, what Johnny Carson used to say about, you know, never perform with kids and animals. Is that a Johnny Carson thing? I think it is. <laughs> that you know, Because right. you, can't, you just don't know where it's going. Yeah, you can't so control it. Oh, so yeah. being that our gigs are based off of kids. Yeah they can be pretty nutty, you know? And it's funny, because, like, I, I can't think of, like, this one... Well, sort of. There's, like, but one particular day where everything was just... But it's just, like, it's always... I mean, they're musicians, first of all, just on that level. Yeah. It's a music show, so mm-hmm. it can go what... Anything could happen. But then you're dealing with, with kids, and, like, we've had situations where... I guess a kid just, like... Didn't want to play, like just dropped out. Um, <laughs> just refused. Um, oftentimes, the problems, so to speak, the strangeness that arise is with the parents. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> Do you get a lot of like, you know, theater moms that are front row, mouthing every word and that sort of thing? Some. More the dancing. More, more, more the, the inappropriate dancing. dancing. Gosh, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at. And in fact, you could even say that that one of our last shows is a, is a fine example of of what can happen. Um, but um, we had a gig for the kids in in the spring at uh, 
at three links. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't, we, we do most of the shows over the last several years at Lee Harvey's. Okay. And, mm -hmm. um, which, and there in and of itself is like, there's always something the day, strange going yeah. on there. The day we book a gig, if you, you can count on, it's going to rain. Oh, of course. It's gonna, yeah. If we book a gig there, it's going to happen. And, and everybody gets all, ah, and I'm just, and I'm always like real chill and just like, just waiting. It'll be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a show. Yeah. You know? So that like, always happens if i if, if i book us a gig outside it, <laughs> it's gonna it's rain. going to rain but uh you know then there's like the um like it what happened at three links is we booked the show and they had done some stuff with other music schools yeah and and you know the, it was a very tame yeah uh lame crowd <laughs> sure you know and uh <laughs> So the Zound show that happened in April, you know, we had the whole thing going and, and uh, they prepared based on what they thought it would be. Was it, was this going to be like an afternoon show or even? It was, mm -hmm. it yeah. was after, you know, two to six in yeah. the afternoon, something like that. And um, they, uh, they opened the doors at two o'clock and by 2.15, the place is totally packed. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, it was like, yeah. the show hadn't even started. Well, it had right. just started, I guess. And and there was a line down the block. And and Evan, the general manager guy, comes up to me. He's just like, Mark, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I did not realize what was... You know, he's like, there's a line down the block. And there's these parents, they want to see their kid. They're pissed. Yeah. And I, he was like... or. They weren't pissed. He was sure. afraid it was going to go yeah. bad, you know? And it was just, like, packed. You know, yeah. just packed in. And it was just, like... And we hadn't done a show in Deep Ellum in years. Yeah. And it was just, like... It was, it was like... <laughs> it, it was pretty strange. And smells were wafting around. Of course, you know? we're, yeah. We're back in Deep Ellum now. And it's yeah. just, like... And there's just all the 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 deep Ellum like nervous stuff. tension, yeah. you know. Everybody's like, "Oh, we're going to deep Ellum. It's dangerous." And and it was just like, <clears throat> but it was this really killer family energy, such a good vibe. But in a That's rock great. and roll thing, and which is then perfect for deep Ellum. He had yeah. one bartender, oh, no. and he was like, "I didn't know your crowd drank." <laughs> he's like, "I came into to bar back." He's like, "And we are so in the weeds." And I was like, well, "What happened at the front door?" He's like, "They threw up the." The, yeah, the overhead the door and just it was just like out into the street mm -hmm. and and it was just like that's I beautiful just, I just got up on stage and was like no party like a sound sound <laughs> that's party right. and the crowd just went crazy so like, that's what people can expect at, at Granada hopefully hopefully, yeah. hopefully yeah. okay so <laughs> just gigs I've had so one time I was playing a gig at Raji's in, in Hollywood yeah and it was my band that was still the clowns. Clowns. It was still the clowns, and um, and we uh, we were getting ready to play. I looked down the bar, and it's Rick James. <laughs> and is so, he looking? Is he looking pretty fly? Yeah. It's Rick James, so it's Rick I assume. James, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was he was he looked like it was like he looked like Rick James. Rick James. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was Rick James. Not on stage. It was Rick James out on a Friday night? Okay, yeah. So it's, it's, it's I don't still know good. If I, that, but, yeah. yeah, but but not stage. Um, James. And so <laughs> so he's hanging, and uh, and and we're like, I think we're like the last band on the bill, and so 
and he's drinking and 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 finally I hear the bartender say I I I can't give him another drink until he pays for the his picks up his tab <laughs> and 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 the promoter um who's this kind of famous you know kitschy famous promoter from Texas I think her name was Tequila Mockingbird and okay, um yeah. and um and she was like I got it I got it and so she like is paying for his drinks and whatever and then she comes over to me and she had booked the show and she comes over to me and she's like could Rick play with y'all? Oh wow. And I was like, really? <laughs> she, she was like, and she was like, yeah, he's he's dying to play. Can he can he play with yeah. you? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, but you know, let us get up there and you know kind of get our thing going and we'll bring him up. And she's like, okay. And um and so and he and he's just at the bar, he's just getting lit. You know? <laughs> and uh so I go to my band members, I'm like, hey. So, Rick James is going to play with us. <laughs> they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, Rick James is going to play with us. And, um, and you know, we're all getting kind of fueled up, you know. We're the last band on the bill. Yeah, you've been there a while. I'm 25 years old, you know. Um, I'm getting ready to play with Rick James. And, my, and a, my, one of my really dear friends was in the audience who was, like, the biggest Rick James fan, mm-hmm. for real. Like, knew the deep cuts. You know, and um, and so, sure enough, gets you know we're get on stage, you know, I'm putting, getting plugged in, and but I turn around, and Rick James is right here, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, <laughs> you hey, know, Rick James. and he's like, and he's like, hey, you know, so what are we gonna do? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, and I'm like, well, we're gonna get up there, and we're gonna like, just let us play like a few songs at least, and yeah. then you come up, and we'll you know let's get our groove on, and he's like, okay, cool, and then turn around do whatever I had to do, turn around again. And he's like still standing there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. And he, like I said, he was pretty lit. And uh, and so uh, we were, uh, so we were sitting there just trying to get started. And he was, he was like, so how about we just do, let's just do blues. <laughs> and I was like, and then the tequila mockingbird lady walks up to the mic, ladies and gentlemen, will you welcome? With the clowns. Oh no. We you know, we're just like, oh man. And so he was like, do a blues. Now, mind you, we're kind of like a we're you know, in the replacements vein. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. we're like, you know, very aggressive in our pop approach. Right. Um and uh and it was just like, okay, so, this is weird. So, so you don't like, often call so, blues. Yeah, and, I, and it's like, bump. but you know, we were all good musicians. Yeah. We knew how to play the blues, but it was just like, oh, this is a vibe suck, you know? <laughs> you know, and it was just like, you know, and we kicked in this blues and like this really slow blues. And it was just like, oh, how do we make this go anywhere? And like, you know, we, you know, we start to just groove behind him and stuff yep. and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then he's like, like kind of conducting us, you know, I'll break it down. It's like, oh, fucking up here with James Brown. Oh, no. You know, and, and, and it's just like, but it's Rick James. Yeah, I and I look no. over at my be- my best friend, you know, who, like, loves Rick James, and he's like... <laughs> you, know, you, can't, you can't see that on a podcast, but I just gave, like, this really sad, no-look face. But it was just like, and he was just... just I was like, this, 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 this is the bummer, right? You should be up here, buddy. And then finally, I just was like... And we couldn't get out of it. Yeah, like we couldn't, couldn't like. I mean, it just, we, you know, yeah, like, 
how do we stop this? And so finally, and then when you do get him off stage, how do you recover the set? I, yeah. I totally like handed him my guitar. So now my band members are like, no, <laughs> you, <do. laughs> you know. And Leave I was like, and I was like, I'll go, I'll go get drinks. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I, I just walk over to the bar and get drinks for everybody. Have fun. <laughs> and, then I like, and he's just like, and he hands me back the guitar and we, you know, we, we pep it up a little bit. We have, you know, we try to make the best of it, but it was just like, just really mostly was trying to get out of it. Yeah. And then like, he was just like, afterward, like so thankful and That's sweet. sweet. Yeah. And um, he, he's just like, oh, I hadn't done that in so long. And, <laughs> and that was so great. And thank you so much. And I was like, Great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like, so but I, and I felt great about that, you know, but it was also kind of like, all right, now we got to figure out like how to make a set at it. Like how to, yeah, how do you continue what, what do we do yeah. now? You know, what do we do? And, and then I went home that night after the gig and that was like probably a Saturday night. So really it probably wasn't till like the next Monday. And that was the day his trial started. Oh no. So basically it was his last party night. Yeah. Before the shit hit the fan. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> and well, was... I'm glad you were able to get that to him. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, tell me about your uh, tell me about y'all's dream gig. And that can mean whatever it means to you. What you know, dream venue, dream bill. Oh my. Um <laughs> I guess I guess I'd like to play with Tom Jones. <laughs> Tom Jones, guitar huh? with Tom yeah. Jones. Be pretty cool. I guess I guess I, I I applied for it one time. Mm -hmm. But uh Tommy was on tour or yeah, he was on tour with Guns N' Roses. Mm -hmm. And it was just finishing up with Guns N' Roses. He had just become really good buddies with Rhett and Rhett and Miller. Mm -hmm. And 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 so like he was there was like so Guns N' Roses were in town. The old 97s were here working on the new record. You, you know, all the worlds collide. I, I yeah. was, you know, I'm friends with with yeah. Rhett too. Rhett's in fact done like a songwriting workshop with Sound Sounds yeah. before and stuff. And and um, so we're in the car, going somewhere, going to a bar or something. And we're all in the car. And Tommy goes, so I got a call from Paul, mm -hmm. and I said I heard a rumor. And he goes, yeah, we're gonna do it. And I was like, you need a guitar player. And so I, I said. Cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> I happen to know. <laughs> and um, and it was I kind of felt like I, I turned in an application, but you know it was it was all it was basically Paul. He, they it was Tommy was put in the like the best band Paul ever had. Yeah, you know, and and it was great. I loved yeah. it. as a fan, I loved it. But yeah. I was totally like, so I guess that might have that would have been, been, been a dream. dream that would have been That's my dream fun. gig, like to play with those guys. That's yeah. awesome. Well, Mark and Amy, thank you all so much for coming on the pod. This has been so much fun. So the Zound Sounds reunion show is Tuesday, November 21st. Mm -hmm. At the Granada. At the Granada at 5 o'clock. Tickets went on sale yesterday. All right. So how else can people find out about you all? Where can they go online? Do you all have socials or those all sorts right. of things? All that yep. stuff. We're on Facebook and Instagram. and We have a website, Zound Sounds. CharmingGardenersMusic.com is... Is the um, is the other one and and all sorts of pages on on Facebook. All the pages. For every band we've ever been <laughs> and stuff like that. Thank you all so much. Thank this has you. been a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you so much, guys. Yep. 
All right, there they go. You know, as the husband of a music educator, I have so much respect for what they do at Zound Sounds. They're doing some really great work. So y'all, please, please go support them. Go to the Zound Sounds anniversary show at the Granada. Go to a Charming Gardener show. Yeah, and just go check out what they do. They're doing some great work. And just as a reminder, November 15th, we announced the release show for Chris J. Norwood and the Knockdown Dragouts debut album. That show will be February 9th at the Kessler Theater. Please go get your tickets and come see us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then Friday, November 17th, the title track from our album comes out. Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you get good music. Please check it out. Give it a listen. Give it a million listens. Help us get over that 1,000 mark so that uh, we can start getting a little bit of royalties <laughs> from Spotify. That would be really great. And until next time, if you find yourself on stage with a lit Rick James, just remember, a gig's a gig, right? <laughs>